Friday. This is the Wes and Walker Show. I am Wes Bryant, joined by Walker Mail, Josh Fitty Marlowe in the back, cutting up, doing God knows what. On Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, hit us up, 704-570-9610. Hit those social medias, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, at Wesson Walker on Twitter, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well. You already know what it's time for, the campus Kona. All right, man, listen, my Demon Deeks last night, they did it. They lost to... The Duke Blue Devils, 24 to 21, in a game where they outgained the Duke Blue Devils 400 to 267, only surrendered 86 passing yards, but that was all they needed. Young Loftus from Duke, number 12, talking about Grayson Loftus, that is, stepped in for the injured Henry Beelin and Riley Leonard. We'll get to that one in a minute. He was 7 of 19, 86 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Jordan Waters and more for Duke. Their dynamic backfield each scored a touchdown, and they were able to topple my Demon Deacons in a game that a lot of people thought that Duke would win anyway. Mitch Griffiths got the start for Wake, played arguably his best game of the season, even though he didn't throw for a touchdown, but he was still 16 of 19, 241 yards. Looked to be as in his convictions when throwing a pass as any game this year. Also rushed for 55 yards and two scores. He got spun around in the air like John Elway in the Super Bowl a couple of times as well. I was wondering, what the hell are you out here trying to accomplish? You're like 5'5", 110 pounds out there running around with the football, but this was also a sloppy game. Four turnovers total, two each by each team. And uh, this was just a game that Wake Forest actually had late in the football game, but a costly turnover from Mitch Griffiths in which the announcer thought that the ball got tipped, but the ball slips out of his hands. Duke gets the interception. They milk the clock enough to kick a field goal and win the football game for the Blue Devils. And so... I mean, what did you think of last night's matchup between these two teams? Mitch Griffiths continuing to not look the part, even though he went 16 of 19 <laughs> yesterday, especially with that interception that he threw. And then Grayson Loftus, at least they're able to hold on, man. 7 of 19 with a touchdown <laughs> and interception. You mentioned it. We talked about how worried we were about Duke's offense, especially going into the fourth quarter with a 10-point deficit, having only scored the 14 that they did in the second. You thought maybe Wake would be able to get it done, but Duke holds on just enough despite Riley Leonard expected to be out for an extended period period of time so now we have to figure out what's going to be next not only for Riley Leonard West but what's mm-hmm. going to be next for this Duke team and the thing was too you know you leave a team hanging around and don't close them out I mean Duke gave Wake ample opportunities to close the game but in the fourth quarter Duke scored 10 points they got 100 total yards but they didn't need a ton of them uh anyway Wake had costly penalties too we have to talk about that on the last drive of uh, the defensive back number 10 I forget what his name was he had a pass interference and an unsportsmanlike penalty for picking a guy up and body slamming him he must be ready for crown jewel on Saturday <laughs> but uh <laughs> that was very costly for Wake Forest as well so a tough loss for the Demon Deacons but Riley Leonard out for an extended period of time he now has a turf toe to go along with that injured ankle that I know is not going to heal up uh you know very quickly and so for him what do you feel like is next do you think that this is a guy that 
to bide his time and then just try to go to the NFL? Or do you think he comes back to Duke because he's not going to go out like that? Or what do you think is next for Riley Leonard? Just reckless uh, speculation. Look, he was a first-round guy at the beginning of the season. Now I don't know if that's true because the passing numbers have not been there for him, and he's been hurt. So does he want to come back with Mike Elko? With what I expect to be a good team again next year. I don't know how many guys they have leaving. They don't lose a ton. They had 18 starters back, but they're definitely going to be missing some guys next year. For sure. It, Riley Leonard coming back would only would have their floor only go so low. Understanding that, would he bypass the NFL, come back for college one more time, especially because you're not going to be able to compete with a couple of the QBs atop the NFL draft. That was true before he got hurt. But, Wes, we saw it. I, he was, hey, everybody, watch out for Riley Leonard. He's going to sneak into the first round. He's the best QB that the country isn't talking about. And after what was a hot start for Duke, the injury really has just taken a lot of wind out of those sails. I, yeah, he really could come back. I, I thought that wasn't going to happen going into this season, but he really could, especially with the way that he's going to be out for an extended period. Fiddy, you got something on Riley? I was going to ask you, Wes, do you think with the playoff expanding next year, that motivates him to come back? Because with the transfer portal, if Duke reloads, am I overstating my bounds that with Riley Leonard back at quarterback, that could be a dark horse to make the playoff next year? Uh, I think so. Like I said, I mean, this is a veteran lace team they're gonna lose a lot of guys as I said they had 18 starters returning so that's gonna be something he's gonna have to consider as well what's his supporting cast gonna look like is he going to be able to go out there and do damage and so the passing attack this year has been really rough for them and that's one thing that you look at as well and so for him he's gonna have to decide that and also get feedback from the NFL if he's going to be a first-rounder, second-rounder, and if that's good enough info for him uh, to come back. And so that's going to be a huge decision for him. Me personally, I think he should probably come back. But you look, uh, this offensive line, I mean, there's a ton of seniors. When you look at it, Graham Barton, the big dog, that's probably going to be a first, second-rounder. He's a senior. Uh, key players on this team, Jalen Calhoun, who's dropping passes left and right. He's gonna, He's a senior. A lot of graduate and senior guys on this offense. So there's a lot to be considered by him. But when we go and look at this Clemson, Notre Dame game, and we had my man from the Vegas Insider yesterday come and shock us all with this take that he had yesterday. Listen, if you know about the ACC, everyone's been on Dabo and the Clemson Tigers. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it on your air. Clemson is going to beat Notre Dame this weekend. Everyone was counting them out. They still have a shot to actually make a bowl game by winning two more. And they're just, if you heard on the radio, everyone wants him his job. They don't, they don't think he's doing a good job. Listen, he's been a great coach for years. The first time he has a bad year, everybody wants to throw him under the bus. I'm telling you, they're going to come to play. Now, if you remember last time they played, they played FSU really tough, and the only time FSU ever had the lead in that game was in overtime when they beat them. That's it. I expect a hard-fought game here for Clemson. All right, so when you look at this game, Clemson leads the overall series 4-3, to three, and their last meeting last season, they lost 35-14. to 14. There's a lot at stake here in this football game as well. Dabo Sweeney's going to try to pass College Football Hall of Famer Frank Howard for sole possession of Clemson's all-time head coaching win record. He tied with his 165th victory 
over Wake Forest on October 7th. Also, Clemson is going to attempt to prove to 34, improve to 34-9 in games following a loss under Coach Dabo Sweeney, including season openers following a loss in the previous season finale. Clemson's also going to attempt to improve to 20-9 under Dabo Sweeney in rematches with opponents to whom he's lost his most recent meeting. And also Sam Hartman, this is a guy that they should be glad to see walking into Memorial Stadium as they are attempting to beat him for the fifth Time. He will become the first starting quarterback defeated by the Tigers five times. They earned wins against Wake Forest in games started by Hartman in 2018, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Well, Dabo's fury. We heard the phone call. We heard the fire coming from him. Also, with everything else at stake in this football game, is it prime to do what Kevin Todd said the Tigers would do, shock the world, and get a win against a ranked opponent in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Look, I hate to go against my guy, Kevin Todd, but I don't think it's going to happen this week. I am not one with the website that finds the problems with with the Vegas lines, but I'm here to tell you walkersmistake.com is telling you that (laughs) Kevin Todd made one. So I think that this is a Notre Dame win. I just don't think that Davo Sweeney's fury is going to make Notre Dame's defense play so much worse. Mm. And if that's the case, if, if Notre Dame's defense was able to hold Caleb Williams and USC to 20 points, it's the defense that we worry about with the Trojans. It's not so much the offense out there in Pasadena. It's really what we're talking about with Notre Dame. Or excuse me, with yeah, it's Notre Dame's defense holding them. It's the defense for USC that we're having a problem with. It's the offense for Clemson. I just think Notre Dame's going to be able to come in here and win because of their defense. If, even if Sam Hartman doesn't perform all that well then do we grade what we could see from Cade Klubnik on a curve because Cade hasn't been great this year and so even if Sam Hartman struggles do we think Cade Klubnik with a 40% performance from Sam can match it it's possible but I'm not going to bet on it so no I think Notre Dame gets the job done well you know what I'm going to go against the grain Kevin Todd I'm going to jump in the boat with you I feel like Dabo's fed up He's tired of it. He's got the horses to be able to do this. And Sam Hartman, we've already seen him in an ACC house of horrors for him, which was Louisville. And he went right back in there and laid another egg. Did not play good in the game last week. Zero touchdown passes, two interceptions against Pittsburgh, even though they throttled them 58-7. to But I think he's going to walk into another one of his ACC houses of horrors in Clemson. I don't expect him to play well. I think this Clemson team is going to be fired up to defend their coach, go out there and play, and get a quality win for them this season. I'm riding with the Tigers. I think that they are going to get the job done. I know the Dame does have a really good defense, and it's going to come down to K. Klebnik that you know that I do not trust him. But I still think that Dabo is going to have this group focused and ready. I think this team loves their coach. I think they were very annoyed. I think they're annoyed about the narrative that's going around about their program. And so I think that's going to fire them up. I don't know if it'll be the blood and guts game that it was the last time Notre Dame came to Clemson. But I think this is going to be a fantastic game. And I'm going to pick the Tigers. Fiddy, do you have an opinion about this matchup? Do you think that the Tigers can get this thing done? Yeah, there's, I mean, it's Sam Hartman on the road in a big game. Stop me if you've heard this before, Wes. He comes up short in these moments, right? Yes, he does. And and Clemson, there's nothing I think that salvages what's become a lost season for them. But this would at least stop, I guess, the Dabo hatred, if you will, and would really 
I guess, re-inspire hope and belief that he's still the right guy because one bad year, that fan base wants to run him out of town. I think they show up inspired. It ain't pretty. I, I, I think they get the job done, like 21-17, something like that. Yeah, I think so too, man. But this is going to be a fun matchup. Anytime Notre Dame comes to one of the historic venues in the ACC, it's always a fun time. And so uh, just real quick as we head to break, you look at the ACC slate this weekend. You get Boston College and Syracuse tonight. So Boston College has a chance to stay hot and get to 6-3 and three because it looked like Halfley was going to uh, be biting the dust this season the way that the season started. Fitties, Tar Heels take on Campbell. Upset alert, maybe. Uh, who knows? Uh, but anyway, then <laughs> you get Miami and NC State. But the game really quickly, uh, Kyle Bailey's fighting Hokies against Louisville. And uh, this is an intriguing matchup, Virginia Tech. Uh, is one of the hotter teams in the ACC. We know that Louisville's been on a long winning streak, especially at home. And so this is going to be an intriguing matchup. Walker, do you give Virginia Tech any chance to go into Louisville? And uh, there's been three big upsets for consecutive weeks in the ACC. Could Virginia Tech go in there and do the same? Sure, yeah. I think absolutely there is a chance that Virginia Tech could win. I've actually thought that Virginia Tech could pull off a couple of upsets the way that they did. We saw Louisville lose to Pittsburgh. I know they've not been playing as bad as they were at the very beginning of the season, but still, that's not anything that you would expect. So, yeah, absolutely. Virginia Tech has a shot to pull this thing off. Yeah, Virginia Tech has won three out of their last four, and granted, the wins haven't come against ACC powerhouses. They've defeated Pitt, Wake, and Syracuse, but still, this is a program that was looking for wins any way that they could get them. They're starting to get them, and maybe they ride the feeling of a two-game win streak into another huge ACC upset because Louisville's number 13 in the college football playoffs and they are buzzing in Kentucky.